Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now we are in the series Forgotten. Hope the sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. We have been part of the series called Forgotten and we've been looking at this forgotten character from the Trinity called the Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit has been the most forgotten person and forgotten character in the church and we in ourselves personally we don't really want to have this real true tangible uh, you know relationship with the Holy Spirit and as a church we have been going through couple of sermons you know reflecting from God's word the truth about the holy spirit and how you know if we can just get back to the holy spirit or receive the holy spirit afresh our life will be absolutely transformed this morning i want to title my sermon the forgotten power the forgotten power see everybody knows this word baptism right baptism comes from a greek word baptizo which means to be fully immersed you know so baptism in itself is not uh, you know something that that we do whenever we feel like doing we do it with a heart that is that is uh, you know that is repented the heart that is understood who Jesus is and a heart that is ready to surrender our life to him completely and when you're ready to do that you go through baptism now there are three baptisms in the bible that we come across number 1 is that the holy spirit baptizes us in in Jesus that we call it salvation now this is your first baptism it's it's the baptism of salvation and repentance where you first commit your life to Jesus and you say lord forgive my sins i accept you as my lord and savior and i want to give my life to you for the rest of my life 1 Corinthians 12:13 talks about this for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body so we are baptized into church we are baptized baptized into Christ Jesus and our life is not the same after that the second thing is the disciples baptized people in water so first is salvation second is that salvation that we have received we are now making a public declaration of a baptism and that's why in Matthew 28:19 it says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit So you are making a public declaration of your personal decision. Uh, Acts 2:41 it says then those who gladly received his word were also baptized. Now, here is the uh, third baptism. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. First you received your salvation, then you have made your personal a decision about your salvation as a public declaration it's almost like engagement into marriage so it's a stronger covenant then once that happens you also see that you are baptized in the holy spirit and being baptized in the holy spirit is something that it's a personal encounter it happens in you and the holy spirit starts dwelling within you you know matthew 3:11 it says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear and he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire acts 8 we see 
uh, in Acts chapter 8, we're going to go through a couple of verses in Acts chapter 8, we see that uh, the Holy Spirit is leading Philip to go to the city of Samaria. And verse 5, it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Verse 12, it says, But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God. In other words, they believed in Jesus. They believed in the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Both men and women were baptized the moment they believed. Right? Verse 14 to 17, it says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. So first Philip goes, talks about the baptism of salvation, people are saved. Now the apostles, Peter and John, heard what happened in Samaria. Now they are also joining in. And now this time in verse 15, what happens is that when they had come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now that is the next level of their relationship with Jesus is that they receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16 and 17 it says, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is why the apostles came, because they had this first baptism experience of salvation. They've accepted Jesus Christ, but the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen upon them. Many of us in this room, we have this salvation experience. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but yet we have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I encourage you, I plead you, I invite you to open your hearts, to open your mind. See, in verse 17, it says, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are right now, I know I'm not there with you physically, but through this Zoom, in the name of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. You, you see, uh, the Bible says God is the God of near and He's also God of the distant. So my physical presence is not needed wherever you are. It's the Spirit that's needed wherever you are. It's the presence of God it's the presence of the Holy Ghost that is needed wherever you are. So wherever you're watching from, just lift your hands. And I want to stretch out my hands towards you and pray right now. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let them receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Give them that thirst, a real thirst and a real hunger to know more about the Holy Spirit and to receive the Holy Spirit in their lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You see, the Holy Spirit has a purpose. God has some work for us to do here on earth while we are waiting to meet Him in heaven. We always pray this prayer, Lord, we want to experience you here on earth as it is in heaven. During the time of worship, Pastor Jamie mentioned that we are experiencing heaven on earth. This is how we will worship Him in, in heaven. And, and, and we want to have that real tangible, you know, heaven on earth experience here. But then God has also given us a task. He's also given us a work that we all need to do if you've experienced these baptisms in your life. The baptism of salvation, the baptism of water, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All of that has a purpose. All of that has a reason. If you have not experienced, 
you know, uh, Holy Spirit in your life, if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I just want to quickly give you three things that will help you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number one, remove all barriers. Acts chapter 2 verse 38, it says, Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in itself is a gift that we receive, and all of us can receive that. Verse 39, it says, For the promise is to you and to your children. Parents, lay hands on your children. No matter how old they are, they can receive the Holy Spirit. I have witnessed children receiving Holy Spirit with the gift of tongues, with the gift of prophecy. I have watched my, you know, watched with my own eyes a 12-year-old girl starting to receive the Holy Spirit and starting to prophesy over people, not just any prophecy, accurate prophecy. Your children can also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Point number two is request the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number one is remove all barriers. The problem is we have a lot of barriers, barriers of sin, Barriers of misconception about the Holy Spirit, barriers of age, thinking that, oh, I'm too young to receive the Holy Spirit, or I'm just too old now to receive the Holy Spirit. I don't need it anymore. We all need it. Just let go of the, all the barriers and invite the Holy Spirit. Number two is request the gift of the Holy Spirit. Luke eleven thirteen it says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. All of you got gifts in your hands, right? And you all receive it from different people, from friends and family members, people who cared about you on special occasions. And you know in Acts chapter 2, after Jesus went back to heaven and then the apostles gathered in the upper room, it's a special moment where God was about to send a special gift to his children. And that gift was the gift of the Holy Spirit and they all received it. And that gift is available to you right now wherever you are if you ask, if you request. Say, Lord, I want the gift of the Holy Spirit. And number three is that you cannot receive the Holy Spirit with your analytical mind or with your logical thinking or with your reasoning. You simply receive it by faith. Faith is something that where you close your eyes and you open your ears to what you cannot see, but you can still hear it. You can still, it's on the move. And that is the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not able to see the Holy Holy Spirit physically, but you can feel, hear, and experience the work of the Holy Spirit. We heard a lot of testimonies this morning. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 11, 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Are you ready to diligently seek God? So if you want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, number one, remove all barriers. Number two, request the gift. And number three, receive it by faith. These are very important as you start praying today, as you ask the Lord. Now let me talk to everybody who have already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit who have already had an encounter with God. The question I have for you this morning is that, do you remember or do you realize or do you know that you are actually a powerful person? Do you remember it? If you do, can I see a thumbs up? 
Do you feel powerful or powerless? I see some thumbs up. Do we have a thumbs down option? I don't know. If you feel powerless, you can put a thumbs down option or the no mark. Many people in many situations, we say this, right? I just, I just feel, I just felt powerless in that situation. Sometimes I just feel powerless. I just feel like I am not able to do anything. You see, the Holy Spirit, He's a powerful person of the Trinity. And, and, and the most powerful part about having the Holy Spirit is that He's not an audience who's just standing far away from you and watching you. He's actually within you. He's actually within you. How many of you got vaccinated? COVID shield or or Covaxin. So you know how the vaccination works, right? They actually put the dead virus in you so that your body understands that you now have the virus and starts creating antibodies to fight it. And I see many people, after getting vaccinated, they put their pictures on like, yeah, I did it. I'm the Iron Man now. I feel more powerful. I am vaccinated. I can punch the coronavirus. You know, it, it, it is not going to touch me. I am all powerful. I am COVID shielded. I'm COVID vaccinated. You know, a lot of us, we have this kind of pictures going on on Instagram. And... Receiving the Holy Spirit actually gives you that power because He's within you. He's, he's, every, he's, he's part of everything that you do in your life. The problem is that as a believer, we don't understand it and we don't remember it and we don't live according to it. The reason is many of us are confused between the fruits of the Spirit, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are, we are so confused between the fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, there are nine fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. I'm not going to read it all out. Many of you know that. And, and also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 11, there is the gifts of the Spirit. And many of you have put yourself in a confusing place between the fruit of and the gift of the Spirit. The question that you have is that, is the fruit and the gift of the Spirit the same? Some people think it's the same. In fact, we put uh, a little uh, game or yes or no uh, questions on our Instagram, and to my surprise, many thought that it's actually the same. But it's not the same. But do we need both? Yes, we need both. Let me tell you the difference between the, the fruit and the gift. The fruit of the Spirit is your spiritual character. Love, joy, peace, self-control, faithfulness. It's your spiritual character. And the gift of the Spirit is your spiritual capability. Don't get the both confused. And you need the both. You need both in your life. You need spiritual character and you need spiritual capability. You cannot live for Jesus without either of them. You see, 
If you look at the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit is, is a very gradual growth. As you walk closely with God, this is why we, we have life groups where we come together. We talk about things that we struggle with. We talk about things that, that is not really working out in our lives. And we talk about things that are so personal that we need God to intervene. And as we walk closely as God's community and with God's word and in prayer, we, you eventually, your spiritual character is becoming built. So the fruit of the Spirit is a process. It's a process. It happens one day at a time. And eventually, all the fruit of the Spirit will grow in your life as you walk with Christ and as you walk with God's people. You got to walk with Christ and you got to walk with God's people. You cannot do it on your own. That is why God has given us the church. So it is inevitable for every Christian to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody can do it. And it comes from within you because it is called the fruit of the Spirit because a seed has already been planted. And the seed is the love of Christ. We, we can be faithful because Jesus showed us how we can be faithful. We can have self-control because Jesus showed us how it is done. We can have peace in our life because Jesus sowed the seed of peace in our life. So all the nine fruit of the Spirit, Jesus has shown us the way and the seed is planted. Now who will help us to grow this seed into a fruit in our life? It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit constantly reminds us, especially when you're driving in the road and you see somebody cutting you across and everything in you wants to roll out that window and just shout at that person and say, Hey, how dare you cut me off? And you start speaking in tongues, just different kind of tongues and all the Hebrew and the Greek that you know starts pouring out. And that's when the Holy Spirit reminds you, hey, love, peace, joy, self-control. Good words, my friend, not bad words. And the Holy Spirit is gentle and he reminds us. Sometimes we talk to the no Holy Spirit, you just don't understand. You just don't. Many situations, the Holy Spirit reminds us the seed that Jesus has already sown so that the fruit of the Spirit can start manifesting and growing gradually in our life. So that's an everyday process. Now let's go to the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is given to us instantly for the purpose of ministry. That is why I called it the spiritual capability. Now every believer should and can receive at least one gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is, number one, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of prophecy, gift of faith, gifts of healing, the working of the miracles, discerning of the spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. We all need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. At least one or two gifts, we need to receive it not for our sake, not to show ourselves that we are superior than others because what happens is that the moment you can break out in tongues and you have this gift of spirit or gift of tongues or gift of prophecy, you act like you're superior than others. 
But there are other areas in your life that you're still struggling which comes under the fruit of the Spirit, like patience, for example. Self-control, for example. You can speak in tongues in church and you can speak in other tongues when you're in your car or when you're going through other things in life and something else comes out of your mouth. Both can happen at the same time. The difference is that the fruit of the Spirit comes within you and the gift of the Holy Spirit comes from above. And that's not for you. It's for you to use it for the sake of ministry, for the sake of empowering somebody else, for the sake of empowering the church, for the sake of empowering God's kingdom. It's instant. And God can fill you, can use you anytime, anywhere. I know my, my gifting is to be a pastor. That's, that's something that God has anointed me for. That's, that's something that God has given me for. So I flow in the word of knowledge, in the word of wisdom, in teaching and leading the people into God's word. But sometimes I also operate in the gift of prophecy and in gift of healing. And that activates and that happens not in my control. I don't have a button where I switch it on. It happens according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from within me. It comes from above. It's a gift. It's a gift. Now let me tell you something. Both are important. Both are important. You cannot just live a life that is filled by the fruit of the Spirit where you're loving people, you're kind, you're generous, you are faithful, you have self-control. All those things are there. But if you're going to shun down or shut down any of the gift of the Holy Spirit and say, I don't need that. I can reach people just with this. You are missing out on what God has for you and for others. Because the gift of the Spirit is something that we all need to receive in order to empower the church and empower God's people. It's important. And on the other side, the gift of the Spirit is something that we have received, and if you're flowing in speaking in tongues and prophecy and healing ministry, but if you cannot be patient, if you cannot love genuinely, if you cannot be generous, if you cannot be faithful, if you don't have self-control in your life, then there is something wrong there. Both have to be received in your life equally. Write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. Every child of God has access to the gifts of the Spirit, and every believer should display having the fruit of the Spirit. Every child of God has access to the gifts of the Spirit, and every believer should display having the fruit of the Spirit. Both needs to be shown equally. Where you need to have compassion, have compassion. Where you need to speak with the power of the Holy Spirit, speak and pray for miracles, display that. Receive the gift. If you ask, you will receive. The misconception, especially among Indian believers, is that the gift of the Spirit is only for the pastors or people on stage. And the fruit of the Spirit is for all the believers. <laughs> In fact, I think I, we need to reverse that. We need to reverse that. Pastors need more, more patience and, 
and love. And believers need more of the gift of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, praying, miracles, signs of miracles and wonders, wisdom, knowledge, words of knowledge and affirmation. We all need this. And this is for both. This is for every believer, says God's Word. Every believer. It doesn't say for apostles, for, for preachers, for teachers. It's not just for the people who are in fivefold ministry. It is for everybody. If you ask, you shall receive. And this is not to put you in a pedestal or somebody's higher than another person. This happens a lot in church. If you just got one gift of the Spirit, you just like, you know, show yourself off or put a title, open a website, have a Facebook page, prophet so-and-so. Great that you got a gift, but that doesn't mean that you're higher than anybody. Only Jesus is higher. We are all the same. We're all given different authorities within the church. We all have different responsibilities. As a pastor, I have a different authority. But in spirit, I am still the same as in every believer. As a leader in the church, you have a different authority. And of course, you practice your authority. But when it comes to God's word and in spirit, we are in the same. Same God, same spirit. Don't get confused, church. Practice it. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to support our ministry financially, you can do so by giving an offering at kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. We hope to see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.